I'm Rob Goodwin, a writer, director, and podcaster, and this is Deep South Humor and Heart. Good morning, Stacy. Good morning, Rob. We're back again for uh, another topic to discuss with you. It's a Friday here in Robbie Production Studios, and we're approaching the weekend. So what better time to talk about what we do on the weekends, uh, especially weekends after 50? Mm. I can't believe I'm saying that. I'm actually 50 now. It doesn't really feel any different. There are no additional aches and pains. Nope. I think they started a long time ago. Yeah, yep. Yep. After 50s, that's good. Yeah. I'm enjoying life after 50. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, a lot. So what are what is life after 50 like for you? Well, we're empty nesters. So um, with it just being the two of us, our, our schedule, um, our daily schedule, our budget, our home life, um, our just the rhythms of life, all that's different for us. So, um, and in a good way, we're enjoying it. Well, I think for me, um, life's slowing down a little bit. I'm trying to smell the roses a little bit more, and I'm not necessarily... And it helps that I just turned 50 um, before the summertime, because for me, summer is usually pretty chill. Now, Mm -hmm. a lot of people travel, you know, during the summer, and they're Mm -hmm. very active, and they get out in the summertime, but... My backyard is like an oasis yes. in the summer. It's We have the pool and we have all these banana trees and just really lush greenery. And so we spend a lot of time in the backyard in the summer. We don't really go to the beach mm-hmm. uh, and get in the heat and the confusion and the crowd and, mm-hmm. you know, all that during the summer. So plus, I mean, you know, if you have a pool, you spend a lot of money. Yes, on that pool. It's you not get your cheap. money's worth. <laughs> yes, it's not cheap at all. Right. So if you're going to spend, you know, five, six, seven hundred dollars every year to get your pool ready and keep it going through the summer and in addition to the increased, you know, power bills with your mm-hmm. your pump and, you know, things like that, then you need to enjoy it. That's so, right. So that's kind of what I do. Um, my main thing on the weekends right now is the is the pools. But I try to be more productive, I guess, outdoors in in the fall and spring when the temperature. I'm just not a outdoor person during the heat unless I'm like by the pool or in the cabana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. The, I can't. I can't deal with the heat or the bugs. And I, I am an outdoorsy person, but in the summer. Uh, the heat is too much, and I'm a mosquito magnet, so it's because I'm so sweet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. Me too. So um, what do you guys, let's just say, what do you have planned for this weekend? What's a typical weekend for the Averitts? Well, we don't have anything planned this weekend, um, kind of by design, because for two weekends in a row, we have um, had lots of family time, which we've absolutely loved. Our kids are... Um, they're kind of spread out, um, two hours one way, two hours the other. And um, our daughter lives and her husband live about 30 minutes away. So, you know, we don't we don't see them um, every day. We don't see them every week. And so when we have a big event and they all come in, um, stay at our house and we eat. And so that's what we've done for two weekends in a row. And so this weekend it was like, we're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything. We probably will. We like. We like um, Sunday drives. We like little 
you know, road trips, short road trips, day trip kind of thing. So we'll do that. But pretty much the no plan weekend is mm-hmm. um, what we have planned this weekend. Oh, that's nice. So just so our listeners know, you actually have a couple of really exciting things coming up with your kids. I do. I do. We're expecting our first uh grandchild in August, a little boy. Um, Our daughter and son-in-law are expecting a little boy. And then our youngest son, uh, our our last child to, uh, I mean, he's he's out of the house. He's been out of the house for a few years, but he's getting married in January. So um, lots of lots of planning going on. It's exciting. So all three kids will be married and first grandchild will be here pretty yep. soon. What day in August is the due date? Well, it's changed a couple of times, so I might have lost track, but I think it's the 23rd. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's coming like a freight train. Yep, it is. Also, have they chosen a name? Or are you at liberty to say? They have, um, and I think she said it publicly. So um, his name is Reed, John Reed. Okay. Um, my son-in-law's name is John, So, but they're going to call him Reed. So we're excited, and we've seen the whole... Is it 3D or 4D ultrasound? Uh, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I um, always get that confused. Anyway, we've seen a picture of his little face, and so um, that's fun. We're yeah. excited. I saw that too. She posted it on social media, and it yeah. was really neat. It's a, it's amazing the technology what they can do nowadays. But well, congratulations on that. I can't Thanks. wait till we get to ask you lots more questions and hear more stories about Reed and about the future for your all your kids so well back to so back to the weekends you had the kids in last weekend Mm -hmm. this is a this weekend is going to be kind of low-key for you guys so last weekend um i went back to montgomery i told you in my last episode about going to montgomery with my mother and my sister and about uh just a little day trip that we took but so my god sister lives in fairhope Alabama, which is down near the coast. Mm-hmm. And so we met up in Montgomery last Saturday and spent the day at the Museum of Art and then had a nice long lunch. We just, we had not seen each other because of COVID for about three, three and a half years. Wow. So we met up and it's about a two and a half, three hour drive for both of us. So I did that in one day. So that was like two and a half hours there two and a half hours back and mm-hmm. we spent about four hours together. So it was a long Saturday. So I'm actually looking forward to a Saturday by the pool mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. And then of course, church is always usually a generally a long day uh, for us at church. We get there pretty early and we're there till after, till after 12 or one o'clock. So cause we have coffee hours and yes. you know, we have a men's breakfast uh, this weekend so our Sunday will pretty much be taken up but it'll be nice to have a low-key Saturday but I will say that I think my current physical state is as a result of getting in a rut and not spending weekends being very active Mm -hmm. because I'm really struggling with weight uh, right now and I there was a time when I was biking and hiking and running you know, on the weekends and, uh, you know, how do you get back to that? I, I'm struggling to get back to that, that activity and that health. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. Um, I've, I've gotten out of the exercise habit and that has always been 
uh, one of the ways that I manage my weight. I had a knee injury last year. Um, not really sure what I did, but I wasn't able to run, and you know that that's discouraging. Um, yard work is a fun way to exercise. I don't really know how many, you know, I don't I don't know how many calories you burn, and if that's really kind of an overall. I think it's a good activity, but um, I'm, I don't know when you figure out how to get yeah. back. Um, I think it's just a habit. I think we just have to set a time. Um, and do it well covid really derailed me um and i hate to blame everything on covid i mean i feel like that's what we all do is we you know use covid for an excuse of gaining weight and continuing to gain weight but it really did hinder a lot you know for a lot of people yeah i look back pre-covid and i was so active doing play practices Mm -hmm. you know with the theater group and uh you know out walking and running and biking with other people and then it just it's for me like this depression this cloud of depression came with covid Mm -hmm. um and i just became sedentary and stayed in the house for you know a good 12 13 14 months you know where there just was very little activity at all and then you just get in this general sense of laziness and i feel like i'm you know trying to come out of that but um i don't know there's just always an excuse well, I, I, you know, I, I mean, it sounds like an excuse, but I think there's a, there's a, um, there's something else kind of going on there. And you talked about blaming everything on COVID, but um, I see it as, and what what you're describing, you know, I've talked a lot about grief. I've been on the podcast before talking about grief and grief. We always think about grief as a response to death, but grief is really a response to loss, something we've lost, mm-hmm. and. Um, we, I know that lots of people lost family members and friends um, during COVID, but we also lost this way of life that had just been a way of life for us for years, um, for decades even. And so, um, and things in some ways are back to normal, but in a lot of ways they aren't. And so, I think what we're feeling, um, the sadness, that depression, just kind of being out of sorts, that's what I, how I describe it. It's like this grief response to a loss of a way of life. And I think like any other grief response, what you have to do is you just have to feel that, kind of lean into it, and then uh, give yourself time. And I think, I think there will come a time, just like for most of us as we grieve, there will come a time when you know, you kind of wake up one day and you realize, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about exercising again, or I'm not as sad, or um, maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's a trip. I know you've got a trip planned this mm-hmm. fall, so maybe, you know, maybe something like that that motivates you to, because um, goals are kind of helpful to, we need a purpose to our, you know, in our life. You know, mm-hmm. wh- why am I, why am I going to get up and walk it? five o'clock every morning. Um, we kind of need need something to motivate us, it seems. We do need things planned in the future to look forward to. And um, I look back over the last several years and really most of my adult life, um, I've planned things to sort of give myself something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. You know, like for example, a big trip in the fall mm-hmm. to the beach or, you know, somewhere like that. But um, I remember being at a time when 
Um, I was always planning something with either a friend or a cousin or uh, something like that. And um, I think this is the last time I actually took a weekend trip, a big weekend trip on the uh, on the weekend. And that was to Hendersonville, Tennessee. Do you know what's in Hendersonville, Tennessee? Um, I don't know. I used to live near there. So. Did you really? Yeah, I've got La- friends in Hendersonville. Loretta Lynn's. Oh yeah. Loretta Lynn's estate is there, and so my cousin Diane and I, who's and Diane is a hoot. Uh, we decide we're big Loretta Lynn fans, big coal miner's daughter, mm-hmm. the movie fans. We've seen it eighty times. We can quote, you know, just about every. Her line display the at the Country Music Hall of Fame was. Hands down, my favorite one. I really? loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all the all her costumes and just yes, everything. her yeah. story. Yeah. So awesome. It is a great story. Well, we decided that we were just going to make a weekend of it on this particular weekend. And so we planned to go to Nashville for a day and night and go out in Nashville and, you know, maybe drink <laughs> a little bit and have a little fun <laughs> and then drive over to Hendersonville uh, the next day and... Um, see the ranch and maybe even catch a glimpse at Loretta, right? That was mm-hmm, the goal. Mm-hmm, of course. So we go to Nashville and we're just, you know, we're having a great time. We always laugh and cut up when we're together. So we get up there and we shared this little hotel suite. And so we go in and we're looking around and we're just like two people who've never come to town before. We're like, <laughs> oh, look at this, look at this. And so I rounded this corner and I said, Diane, there's a whole nother room here. About that time, splat, I walked into a mirror and fell backwards. So it really wasn't another room. It was a mirror that just made it look like this broad um, other room. So that was pretty funny. We laughed about that the whole trip and kept reliving it. But we, uh, we went out that night in Nashville and... Just we're both country music fans. Are, mm-hmm. are you a big country music fan, or what's your jam? Um, I am. I am. I, I like old country. Yeah. Um, totally old country. So the country that I grew up on. Right. You know, in the seventies and eighties. Eighties. Yeah. 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 I'm not really a Cosmo country fan. You know, all the screaming and yelling and screeching uh, that you hear in today's country music. I don't even know what that is. Cosmopolitan country. It's. I, uh, yeah. I don't. I, yeah. It's. Clearly, I haven't listened to it. So. Yeah, I don't, you know, I, I spend most times on my playlist rather yeah. than listening to the radio, but um, but I'm getting off topic. That's okay, though. Yeah. So we had a great time. Uh, we bought matching hats and just hung out in Nashville, walked the streets and went kind of club to club. And so then we get up the next morning and we drive out to Hendersonville. Well, it's like 110 degrees mm. on this particular weekend. And I mean, I cannot stand the heat unless I'm by the pool or, you know, in a nice shade. And there was no shade at the Loretta Lynn Ranch, mm-hmm. let me just tell you. Everything is just out in the open. Now, we had a great time going to um, her uh, coal mine. She has a coal mine there that you can walk through you know it's obviously an imitation Mm -hmm. coal mine but it's built to look like what her husband i mean her father worked in Mm -hmm. and so it's really neat and you see a lot of history there there's a museum there it actually has some of her old cars in it and has a lot of her gowns and costumes and stuff like that and then we were actually able to tour her mansion which was really good. And she actually lives in a big suite built on to the back of her mansion. 
um, like a little apartment. Uh, she lives in there, and then you can buy tickets and tour the main house. That's pretty cool. And so I don't know if you remember when she used to do the Crisco commercials. Yes. But she did them in her own kitchen. So it was so nostalgic to walk in and see the orange countertops, wow. the orange tile countertops that were in the Crisco uh, kitchen. And of course, Diane was just literally like tears running down her face because she loves everything Loretta. And we just kept hoping that we would see her, but we did not get to see her. However, we were so tickled because we stopped at a flea market um, on our way out, and the flea market was owned by Betty Sue, Loretta's oldest daughter, and she was there, like, working the cash register. Betty Sue. Betty Sue was. And so... Um, we we walk around, you know, and it, you know, you're like walking around. We're so starstruck at Betty Sue, right? So we're walking around, we're walking around the uh, uh, little store there, and you know, pick up an ashtray and look at it, and then look over to see if Betty Sue's looking at us, and that kind of thing. I bought so much stuff in that store that I did not need just because I wanted to um, impress Betty Sue, and a lot of the stuff that was there was Loretta's old things, like. Oh, collectible ashtrays wow. and, you know, just different things like that. And then obviously, you know, things that probably belong to other members of the family. But so we go up and we, Betty Sue rings us up and she was, you know, she was a little bit grumpy, a little on the grumpy side. And we told her, we were like, we went over to your mom's ranch and walked around and, you know, all this stuff. And, and we're just like, so, you know, what was it like? And she goes, well, it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. <laughs> so we're like, oh, okay. Just a little better. But if you watch the movie, then you realize that the kids got left at home a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, when she was on tour and uh, Dooley, um, or I think that's what she called her, mm -hmm. Do, Dooley was what she called her husband. You know, he was home with the kids a lot mm -hmm. when she was traveling. So for them, <clears throat> I think it meant, you know, back and forth on the road and then home a lot without her. And so I'm sure that's what she probably meant was, yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah. But mm -hmm. that just when I think about weekend trips during the summer, that's the one that sticks out to me the most. And... I've been to the beach a couple of times during the summer, and I just can't take it. I cannot take the beach yeah. in the summer at all. There's nowhere to sit on the beach. I mean, people are just all up against you, and because it's so, you know, that's where people go when the kids are out of school. Yeah. Obviously, you have so many families that go there. So. Yeah, it's just so hot. Yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of country music and, you know, growing up back in the 70s and 80s, um, my dad was a huge country music fan. And he never would allow us to listen to anything except country music. He always mm -hmm. said rock music was devil worshippers. Mm -hmm. So you were kind of eclectic. Did you did you listen to a lot of stuff? Um, I did listen to a lot of stuff. I mean, growing up at home, you know, we had one of those console uh, stereo things where it would play an eight track tape or an LP, mm -hmm. and. Um, so besides country music, um, I mean, there was, you know, Charlie Rich and Charlie Pride and um, George Jones and Waylon and mm -hmm. Willie and Johnny Cash. and They were all crossovers. That, like. Yeah. they. So it was a little, um, of course, there was also Donny Osmond. I think I had a Donny Osmond album and um, 
the Bee Gees and um, but not really I mean what I heard on the radio was rock music but my parents didn't really listen to that yeah so um, it was totally country well I think what my dad really meant was like the heavy metal when it came in the 80s and stuff oh he just couldn't stand it he just he yeah I had stand friends that, that listened to that I, I, I couldn't I couldn't um, get into that at all yeah I don't I don't know even really a lot of the names of the groups and stuff but I do remember like junior and senior year in high school when I had a little bit more independence then I, I began to enjoy like soft rock you know like a little REO Speedwagon or um, a little bit more maybe listening to the Eagles or Air Supply Air Supply the Eagles Air Supply yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's good so I've I, I've come accustomed to listen to that, and I have a lot of that on my playlist. So. Yeah, you know, um, Eric has the um, this '65 Chevy that has um, it was the truck he learned to drive in, and um, we actually dated in that truck, and um, and he, he's it's been restored recently, and so our weekends are kind of you know we that's we get out and ride around in that truck, mm-hmm. and uh, and I have my my um, Pandora and it's we have 70s country so there's a lot of uh, Hank Sr. and Don Williams and um, there's um, George Jones that's that's who's playing when we're riding around it's like taking us back to you know 1972 so um, that's a lot of our weekends are spent. Well, tell us a little bit more about the truck, because I know that's been a really great sense of pride and a project that lasted a while, and then now you're getting to enjoy it. Yeah, um, right before we got married, um, his his dad um, kept kept the truck, and Eric had to buy another little little truck, and so uh, many years passed, and uh, his dad sold the truck, and then that guy sold the truck to somebody else, and but we kind of kept track of it. Um, it was still in the in the county in Bibb County where where we grew up, and he kept track of it. And finally, uh, two or three years ago, um, he kind of tracked down the guy that had it, and um, and it had been sitting in a in the woods. It's been sitting in the woods for what thirty years? Oh wow, um, uh, thirty five years. And so you can imagine what it looked like. It was rusted out, and um, finally got it running, but uh, had had all kinds of leaks and problems and so we just it it became our um empty nest you know project and we have a friend in in uh, tennessee that has a guy that does the restoration so it was a um a frame off resto resto mod i i don't know all that lingo what they i'm sure people that know that know what that means but um, it's a beautiful truck now, mm-hmm. um, restored inside and out. It's got the original bench seat, but it's recovered in this really pretty brown leather and um, a, a turquoise paint color. And so um, we're just living our best 1972 life, you know, driving around in the 65, listening mm-hmm. to uh, Don Williams on the weekends. So yeah, that's 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 life after fifty. Well, on the, the truck, weekend. the truck sounds or it looks beautiful. I've been able and to see it. And it sounds beautiful too. It sounds beautiful too. Well, I, since I just turned fifty, I'm not really sure what's going to be typical for my weekends. But 
I'll tell you one thing. I, I spent a lot of my career, probably the first 18 years working weekends yeah. in retail management and food service management. Yeah, and so I've been really blessed, you know, the last decade or decade and a half to really have a career where I just, you know, work a Monday through Friday job mm -hmm. and have the enjoyment of having weekends. And so I do, you know, I, I want to get back to some productivity and, you know, enjoy my time a little bit more than just doing laundry and, you know, mm -hmm. sitting around the house some. But um, I feel like when the fall comes and the temperatures get a little bit cooler, then maybe I'll get back to biking and um, mm -hmm. hiking a little more. So, mm -hmm. um, I believe you will. I hope so. And I hope, I hope that I can um, do something about this physical state. We have a, an episode coming up. Uh, next week where we're going to be talking about food addiction mm -hmm. and we'll talk a little bit about physical health and what it means to uh, try to overcome uh, when you have uh, issues with food or with your health and so that's coming up next week and looking forward to talking to you about that yeah that'll be good well all right well thanks for spending a little time with us today uh, we've enjoyed your company here on deep south humor and heart 